think you know us. You don't. Mm. You think you're the last word in crazy. You're not. And believe me when I tell you, you don't want to see my buddy mad. You haven't seen how relentless he is. Because when he sees Ren, you'll see nothing but black. <laughs> Three Films on a Podcast has no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode. All film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders and is used solely with the intent of film criticism, commentary, and education under fair use law. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! everybody welcome back to three films in a podcast up here in portland oregon my name is tyler beck and i'm here with uh benjamin lahorn and matthew weiler hello both of whom are in salt lake city utah and we are back with another little pod episode uh the point of these little pods as we call them is to be uh a quicker more condensed format where we'll discuss you know different things outside of the normal scope of our round system so, uh, in like, for instance, in this episode, we are going to discuss, uh, a round of movies that we watched for our movie club long before we ever decided to record a podcast. Uh, sometimes these episodes are, you know, movie drafts or watch parties or that sort of thing. But this time we're going to, uh, recap for you, uh, what was for us round three of our movie club where we watched Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, uh, yeah, baby driver and, uh, end of watch, um, and yeah, we just wanted to kind of give our quick thoughts on what we thought about those movies and uh, kind of give you guys an idea of whether or not it's something you'd be interested in watching. Because, you know, again, the the whole point of this podcast and this club is for us and hopefully you guys to experience new movies and have some uh, some, you know, uh, exposure to things that maybe you wouldn't have seen before. Uh, I know I certainly wasn't watching new stuff very often and was uh, rewatching rewatching quite a bit of stuff. So yeah, without further ado, uh, I think we should just jump right into it. Um, and I think I want to start off with Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and uh, I'm going to let uh, my friend Matt Weiler tell you guys about that. Beautiful. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, uh, I believe it was chosen amidst uh, Tyler being in a big Jonathan Price kick. Yeah. And so... Jonathan Price is in it. It actually has a ton of people in it. Uh, I guess before anything, Glengarry Glenn Ross was filmed in 1992. It's a play adaptation. Um, it was directed by James Foley. And it basically, it talks, it, it, the setting is the behind the scenes of a real estate firm and sort of the culture there. And I guess uh, uh, the goings on on a particular uh I, a particular night, I should say, I guess. Yeah, just like a, almost like a random, like if you just peeked into the office, like this exactly. is what's going on that day. Because it's kind and, of like a real time movie, right? Don't, doesn't the whole thing take place just over the two hours of the movie, I think? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, wow. yeah. Um, So it's got quite the cast. It has Al Pacino, comedy legend Jack Lemmon, Alec Baldwin, Ed Harris, Kevin Spacey, and... Jonathan Price. Um, so and, like it's that's a it's a crazy cast. <laughs> it's yeah, it's insane. 
and it, it's it's a play adaptation. So I, I mean, there isn't much else to say other than it's all dialogue, um, and the dialogue is amazing. Like this this screenplay is insane, um, and what they were able to depict in a feature film adaptation is is pretty pretty awesome. So yeah, you had mentioned uh, I had nominated nominated this because of uh, a, a Jonathan Price kick that I was on. I had just watched uh, the Two Popes, I think it's called. And uh, this was right around the time like Game of Thrones was ending. And I had just finished mm-hmm. a rewatch of uh, Game of Thrones. And, you know, obviously he is the high sparrow in that. And so good. I, I had Wonderful. just sort of like become enamored with the guy. And I just wanted to see more stuff from him. And I believe if I remember right, the prompt was this. This was my round to nominate. And I asked Ben to what was I can't remember. What was my nomination criteria for you? It was just a movie with Jonathan Price. That's right, and- yeah. I was like, cool, let's see what there is. Yeah, and I kind of knew. I was like, <clears throat> knowing what Ben hadn't hadn't seen. And, you know, Jonathan Price is in a lot of stuff, but, like, you know, I, I could I could just do the math. And I was like, I'll bet he'll pick Glenn Glary. Glenn there was Gary, some tampering there. There was a little <laughs> yeah. bit of tampering. It was, it's just, I mean. It's the 15 years of friendship, and you're like, I think I know what he's going to go with. And you hit it right on the head. Cause like, yeah. I remember when I wrote back, I mean, we were just like group texting at that point. It's like, I think I'm going to go with Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And I think it was just like something followed by like four exclamation points. Like I knew it. Like it's exactly what I wanted to watch. And that's what you're going to pick. Like- and for a half a second, I felt like played. It's like, Oh my God, he got me. I'm like, yeah. this is what I want to watch. <laughs> I guess it's fine. Like I was like, Oh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, I think it worked out. I think we all really liked this movie. Um, oh, yeah. And I was curious, like what uh, I know you love this movie, Ben. What was your favorite scene or like what uh, thinking back on it now this far in the future? Like what stands out the most to you? I mean, honestly, like we, we touched on it. I think this made my Rushmore list uh, for 2020 yeah. when we kind of went over our favorite movies. And this is the this was the only one that wasn't a duplicate for us. I had Glenn Gary and I just to my dying day will like not believe that Alec Baldwin isn't in <laughs> two hours of this movie because like he's in there for like 10 minutes, maybe something like that. But my God, I've never seen a force. It like will that. scar you for life. Dude. Yeah. It's just like, it's so quick and like all like the hits that he's got as far as lines are concerned. Put and the coffee down. Oh my, yeah. just like seeing Jack Lemon standing next to the water. Like, what are you serious? Like, you can't be like, Oh my God. It's like, bad news is you're all fired. You know, it's like, Oh, there's so many good, <laughs> lines in this yeah. are they all here all but one well i'm going anyway let's talk about something important put that coffee down coffee's for closers only <laughs> you think i'm fucking with you i am not fucking with you and I just I didn't realize how much of like a tour de force he had in this movie. I was excited because like I knew David Mamet's writing and I'd watched some of his movies. So, uh, you know, in my letterbox, I wrote when Jonathan Price is pulling up seventh on your IMDb, like you've got mm-hmm. a stacked cast. <laughs> yeah. And so you have all these people who are doing Mamet's dialogue and it, it paid out wonderfully. Like it's beautiful to watch. But yeah, for me, if I've got to take one thing you know, away from this movie, it's, it's Alec Baldwin. I don't know how that can't be everyone's pick. That's just, it's such a vital part of this movie. For sure. And like, he is such a force in it that I genuinely forgot until Matt recapped this for us that Al Pacino was even in this movie. <laughs> right. I, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. One of the greatest <laughs> living actors of our time was in this movie. And I don't remember him in the slightest. 
And I uh, think you said it, but like everybody is throwing their heater in this. Like everyone's throwing hundred mile an hour fastballs. Like and I think that's Pacino, just due to the Ed writing, Harris. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're just like they know how to do it. But yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's the, the right cast. It's the right people. I mean, we'll we'll talk about you know Kevin Spacey some more later on. You know, and that's like unfortunate. You know, to have to like process the stuff that's going on now with back then but as far as acting goes that he like he holds his weight amongst this whole group he's like the antagonist of the movie and he has to hold his weight against everybody and he does a great job matt how about you did you have anything different than that that uh, stood out the most to you i mean it's it's impossible to choose a different scene in that movie true but i will say that like they they really maximized the shots that they chose having adapted it from a from a play and there is a scene that just like there, there's a scene where they're out in like the alleyway behind the building, like talking and it's just like dumping rain. Like, yeah, they just poured copious amounts yeah. of water on them. And I love that scene just because it was memorable. I can't remember exactly what was spoken in that scene. It just made it seem so I'm not going to lie. That was literally what I was going to say. So, you know, we're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. Um, it just made it seem so like, these poor guys, man, it was like hopeless, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like these are guys that, you know, try as they might, that, they, they, you know, that seems like uh, Al Pacino's character, Ricky Roma, from what I remember now that I can remember him was like a decent salesman and had like some level of success. But like, you know, Jack Lemon, that guy was just, he was never going anywhere. It's a complete dead end. Yeah. They're there late at night. They're getting shit on by this rain. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what I thought of too. But since you stole it, uh, I think I will have to uh, tip my hat to the the screen the screenplay itself, David Mamet's writing, uh, because it it's like it's the thing I liked most about the movie is they just throw you in, mm-hmm. and you're playing catch up. You're trying like you're learning about characters, but they're not. There's no setup for you. You have to like figure out the relationship, and you have to figure out what's going on, and. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I would have to just give it to uh, David Mamet because Matt, Matt stole my, <laughs> my idea right out of my brain. Yeah, um, and, yeah, uh, Ben, you mentioned uh, Kevin Spacey when you were talking about the actors in this film. And that'll lead me into uh, uh, Baby Driver was the next movie mm-hmm. we watched in this round. And um, I believe this was Matt's movie that he wanted to see most uh, from the year 2017, but couldn't or didn't. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, and Ben, I know this This is actually a movie that you introduced me to. So why don't you give us a recap on this on this bad boy? Yeah, I mean, just to give you the IMDb tagline after being coerced into working for a crime boss. A young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Um, you know, I feel like this probably could have come up in our heist movie draft or crime movie draft. This was for sure. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let's see. Ansel Elgort plays the titular character baby and he works for Kevin Spacey. We find out throughout the movie that he stole Kevin Spacey's car at one point, but to uh, pay off the debt, Spacey hires him to like be basically the wheel man for all these heists that get done at banks and things like that. So we meet some, you know, different characters. We meet, you know, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, Flea is in it, you know, with all these different people that they end up working with, but um, Baby and Kevin Spacey's character, I can't remember his name right now, but, um, oh, Doc. Yeah, Baby and Doc. There there are, like, mainstays throughout the whole movie, and then we kind of get some extra side characters along the way, but just a a great movie and, uh, you know, one of 
as someone who does editing full time for a living, this is one of the greatest pieces of like movie editing I've ever seen in my life. Like the way it goes with the music and everything. Like I cannot imagine the pre-production that this movie took to pull off. Like it is one of the most amazing films I've ever seen in that regard. Absolutely. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I also dabbled with editing once in my day (laughs) and got used to get paid for it. And, like watching this, I was just like, I quit. There's a reason I'm at the pay grade I'm at. And these guys are at the pay grade they're at, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's crazy. I mean, just to like, just to keep going with my thoughts, sorry, just keep, um, keep rambling on here. But, you know, like one of the biggest what ifs that I miss out on and will always wonder about would have been Edgar Wright's Ant-Man movie, because I, I still to this day want to see that. But this is what we got in place of that. And it's hard to like, be mad about it you know like this movie this movie is wonderful it is so well done uh i i remember seeing this movie in theaters the title credits came up and the people behind us said sony i was like oh my god these people are gonna talk the whole movie <laughs> and then the first shot is like the the tire like the wheel coming into frame and i i kid you not they said subaru i was like holy shit <laughs> like this is what this whole movie is gonna be like we talked about leaving i'm like i can't do this but i was just so like entranced by this film once it started that i did not hear them the rest of the time i'm sure they talked yeah but i was just like so caught up in how well this movie was made and produced and executed like it, it is it's also hilarious the action is top notch like and it's again like it's all done to the beat if you haven't seen this yet i, I couldn't recommend it enough the, the entire movie is done to one of the greatest most recent soundtracks ever so sure. every like every gunshot every door slam anything like that it's all done on beat with the music and it's just like it's it's superb and i don't want to i wouldn't want to spoil it for someone who hasn't seen it but there's a reason why they do that like yeah it's not just a it's not just a, a gimmick that they use. So it doesn't get old because it actually fits the narrative of the movie in a way that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool and pretty unique. And uh, I definitely think it's worth, uh, definitely think it's worth checking out. I know it's for sure. It made a few mm-hmm. of our um, end of year uh, rush mores. Matt, did you have a, a favorite, a favorite scene from there or something that stood out, stood out to you the most looking back at it? I have a favorite scene, but first one to ask you guys, how many movies does Kevin Spacey play that role of like this leader of a group that's doing some shady I know. business. Right. And then like when it turns out he's a creep, we're surprised. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he ends up the bad guy in each, <laughs> in each case. It just yeah. wasn't acting. It was just like, Oh, just, Kevin's an asshole. So he can play this character. <laughs> he's Kaiser Soze in real life. Like, Oh, yeah, right? he's been a dirtbag the whole time. Got it. <laughs> um, I like, so I'm a, I'm a John Hamm fan. I feel like I don't see him enough in movies. I feel like, I saw him on uh, Mad Men and mm-hmm. I see him like do stuff for SNL or on late night shows. But like I don't see him a lot in movies and I lament that because his character in this is awesome. And I think my most memorable scene is where the guy just will not die. Yeah. Like, he won't die. He just keeps coming <laughs> yeah. back. And that was that was just like a great little surprise because like this isn't a Terminator movie. Like right. this is these are supposed to be like regular people, mm-hmm. but they but just like his will to his will to live was just <laughs> was just insane. And I, I loved that part. For sure. Uh, what about you, Ben? I mean, you kind of 
I think you I might mean, have told us, but a, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff that I like. But actually, my favorite scene in this movie is one of the first bank heists we see. I think it's the second one, actually. And, um, you know, they go to put their masks on and they end up with Austin Powers masks. Yeah. What the fuck is this mask? Austin Powers. Doc said Michael Myers. This is Mike Myers. It should be the Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the killer dude from Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason? No! And, like, that whole scene <laughs> is so funny to me. I remember, like, watching the behind-the-scenes, and Edgar Wright talked about, like, coming up with that and actually calling Mike Myers to see if he would be okay with it. And Mike Myers signed off on it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. You know? yeah, how so, could you not? That's so funny. You have to. It's so good. I don't know how, like, I mean, the jokes I'm sure have been made before, but the way this one came off, like, oh, this was this was perfect. So this is mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite scene. I just want to quickly add on that I love the relationship between him um, and... And his, uh, I forget the other dude's name, but uh, the, basically he's a caretaker for him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And just the relationship that they have that we see in their apartment and stuff like that, that plays out so well. Like, this movie really does have comedy, like like a true drama, emotion, the romance, the action. It's, it's got everything I think you need. For sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I did want to, my, my, what stands, what genuinely stands out to me the most is just uh, the opening sequence. And when you figure out, like, when you start to realize the way they're editing is this, the way it's cut together, the way it's blocked, mm-hmm. the way that like it was directed and the way it was, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty astonishing. It's really cool. Um, but since you took, uh, you, you described that in, in great detail and at length, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, the other thing that I remember standing out to me the most is uh, the interesting little love story, you know, like a love story in a movie, it, you know, it's, it's uh it's tried and true. It's as, it's a story as old mm-hmm. as time, right? But mm-hmm. like it was it was really sweet and just like the the chemistry between gosh, I can't even remember her name. Hold on. I have it pulled up here. Deborah. <clears throat> yeah, Deborah or yeah. And uh and baby. I don't know, it's just really sweet. It's really cool and like you really you really pull for those two and like mm-hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else I would want to say about it, but that other than it's just the editing in general, that was the other thing that came to mind. Cause I just really liked, I'm just really rooting for those two, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Their first interaction in that diner is just like from, from then on you're, you're connected to these two and you want to sure. you're rooting for them. And, and you can buy into the things that happen, the pitfalls that come from caring about someone. You really believe it from baby's perspective, why he might do things that he did, or she might do things that she did. You know what I mean? Um, Well, cool. Yeah. So uh, the last movie that we watched was my nomination. Um, It's just something that I had seen recommended on a Netflix uh, subreddit or uh, yeah, the Netflix subreddit. And uh, it's uh, end of watch. Uh, This movie came out. uh, What year did this thing come out? I've got IMDb open right in front of my face <laughs> and I can't see it. Oh yeah. 2012 and uh, stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Pena and my girl, Anna Kendrick. And it's uh, a cool, like uh, found footage style for the most part, buddy cop movie um, shot documentary style. And it follows the daily grind of two young police officers in LA who are partners and friends. And what happens when they meet criminal forces greater than themselves. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, in a, in a very basic sense, that's exactly what this movie is. I, I really liked it. It was uh, on my, uh, it was on my uh, end of year Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just wanted to read my letterbox review here because despite how much I liked it, I really I have pretty terrible recall a lot of times. So uh, I went back to look at what I wrote in my letterbox review and it was super helpful for me. But um, I really liked how we see the dynamics between the different law enforcement operations. Like at first it felt like our protagonists are like the best of the best, like the hot shots, right? Like the Maverick and Goose, like the be all end all top of the line police officers. But in reality, they're just sort of like low level grinders. And like, despite their obvious bravery and tactical capabilities, they're at the moment, they're just a couple of dudes trying to make a name for themselves, right? They're trying to make a splash and try to make their way up the ranks. And it just like seemed like a sad reality presented that like the type of foolhearted bravery or the, the type of foolhardy bravery and initiative that helps helps you succeed in that world are also the same attributes that are likely to guarantee you'll fit your fail, you'll fail or you won't even survive. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the only people that ever move up and uh, become high ranking officers are the people that play it safe. Uh, and they can't relate to the reality of like the world they're trying to police or the world they're trying to control. And uh, I just, I really liked how it played with that and just sort of like showed just how tough of a world that is to try and, and infiltrate and police and, and, like what needs to be, what needs to be police and what doesn't, you know, like, yeah. And, and the way that they interact with the community, um, I won't step on my scene that I remember the most, but, um, yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling, but, um, also it's got an Andrew, Anna Kendrick sex scene with Jake Gyllenhaal set to Mazzy star. So, I mean, that's worth, that's worth a four star review of, on yeah. its own in my, in my eyes. It gets at least one star just for that. For sure. Um, and my favorite scene of it, like when I was talking about the way that they interact with their world is uh, the, uh, the, the fist fight scene when they go in and they break up this like gang, Dude, this like yeah. drug bust. And rather than, rather than, you know, take them to jail or whatever and put a rap sheet on them, they settled it. They settled it street style, you know, and, Michael Pena strips off his badge and has this crazy fist fight with this drug, you know, this drug dealer or some criminal of some, some degree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as much as like, I don't like the idea of that sort of thing happening. I really liked what it did in the film and it just showed like a level of mutual respect and mm-hmm. sort of this, like, you know, we don't need to ruin this guy's life over some, over some bullshit, you know, like yeah. let's just settle this. Like, you will give you your respect. You give us ours. And I don't know. It just, it yeah. was, it was, it was an interesting scene that I don't think I've ever seen before in a, in a cop movies, especially I'm rewatching the wire. So I'm, it certainly, there isn't a scene like that in the wire. McNulty couldn't <laughs> take on Omar. That's for sure. Um, but well, I just I'm glad you picked that one. Cause uh, if you'd let me go first, you'd have to pick a different one. Cause that was exactly <laughs> my choice as well. It's like that. That's the scene that sticks with me. It's just like, you know what? Badge off. Let's just settle this. You know, I, I grew up here too. Let's let's figure this out, that kind of thing. So I think it's awesome. I think it's those kind of scenes that really make me realize or really connect this to the fact that this is the same writer of Training Day. Mm. Like, oh yeah, this mm. could have easily been like, it's because I feel like that kind of stuff comes up in Training Day where it's like, I'm a cop, but I also, I, I understand this area so I can like take the badge off for a second, right. be real with you. So I, I think there's definitely like a mirror complimentary kind of thing going on there. Um, 
if I had to pick a favorite scene out of this, like I don't know exactly what I would pick other than just, I guess it maybe spoke to me the most um, of being a film student and just like watching Jake Gyllenhaal, like the stuff that he filmed, like just like the mon- the mundane <laughs> stuff, like yeah, right, <laughs> just like just opening up his locker, just like putting in Pena's face and Pena like getting comfortable with it. He's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I, I really unfortunately connected to that. Like, oh no, just let me film this, you know. <laughs> so, I, but to that extent, like I think that that made it believable. You know, because I think sometimes when you have like these found footage type documentary movies or, you know, just these handheld things, it can just kind of be confusing. Like, why? I don't understand the the purpose in this. Like, what was the choice? But they they set it up really well in the movie. And so I just like I bought in. So between the body cams for the cop, him doing his like little projects and stuff. I love that. Um, And then, you know, just like the connection between them, I put in my letterbox that I just want, I want another buddy cop movie with these guys, you know, with a happier ending, but I just want to like, I just want to see them driving around together and I wouldn't be bummed, you know, if it was them as uh, Mysterio and Luis, you know, from the MCU, (laughs) just have them hanging out together. Just like, Oh man, let me tell you the story. (laughs) Like I can watch that all day. So um, I had seen this before, but I was really happy to watch it again. The ending is super powerful you know um i it, it works really well for me um but yeah this is a i, I like this movie i was glad that we got to watch it again yeah for sure um what stood out to you matt when you look back on it um well i always anytime i watch a jake gyllenhaal movie i always love to pose the question is it better with jake gyllenhaal or would it be better with maggie gyllenhaal so yes and, uh, <laughs> so wait 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 does that mean we get a maggie anna scene oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or or <laughs> Is I guess Maggie Maggie couldn't play the Kendrick role because I can't imagine her and Jake would want to film that scene together. No, right? No, (laughs) she it's it's her taking place of uh, of Jake in in every scenario. And well, uh, I still think he wins this this round. But I love Maggie. (laughs) Maybe to you. Maybe to you. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I we we talked about this a little bit on the year in review. Um, I added Hey Ma uh, by Cameron to my annual playlist. Yeah. I played around the house. Um, you know, I played at birthdays, Christmas parties, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love that scene. Um, I love, I'm a fool for any car scene where the, the cast is singing along to a song and yeah. uh, going, going with that vibe. And I've just, yeah, that was, that was my takeaway. I initially, uh, I'd be interested to see what my score would be on this movie watching it again, because it's definitely yeah. one that reflected better as time went on. And as I thought about it, um, but yeah, I mean, the, it was, it was tough to like watch the buddies and then see an ending like that and be like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. You know? Yeah. But yeah, uh, like Ben said, like it was like a powerful ending. And when you think about like cops and their partners, there's, there's an idea that you get from this movie of how that is, uh, in comparison to like cop TV shows, it's just not the same. Like you get that drama in cop where it's like, Oh, he killed my partner back in whatever. Yeah. It's like, you don't get the feeling of that. Like you, you see that they're mad and you see that their partner was important to them. But this is like, Holy crap. This is, they, they're closer than brothers. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. they're together right. every day. They're risking their life together every single day. Yeah. And so it was cool to like sort of explore that. For sure. It's like, it's a level of connection that you, you can't, you literally can't get anywhere else. And it really shows how important like a good partner is to, to a, you know, someone doing that type of work. Um, so yeah, normally we would do uh, 
a Rushmore Mountain here, but I kind of wanted to switch it up and, and do a little something different that we haven't done. Uh, and since we're talking about an old round and we just discussed three movies, um, I thought we would pick like who or what won this round. So like when you think of this, the movies we watched in this round, which what was your favorite part, thing, actor, scene, whatever it is, like what was your who, what won this round to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know. Let's uh, let's put Matt on the spot. What won this um, one for you? I, I would be interested if if are, are, we, are we saying movie or scene or it could be anything. If it okay. was a full movie, just what to you? What won? What won this? Round I would be you? interested to hear what contention you guys have against Alec Baldwin's scene in Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah, I, I don't know what can compete with it. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll be honest. Like I can't think of anything. Uh, and when I initially came up with this prompt, I thought this would be a more interesting conversation for this round. But <laughs> in all reality, like I could come up with something contrarian just for the, the sake of doing it. But I don't know how you go against Alec Baldwin on this one. Yeah, it, it's definitely hard not to. I mean, I almost just want to defer to like we we know that's the best let's all pick our second favorites you know like that's that's clearly what you would take away from these three movies um if i had to be contrarian if i was going to pick my next favorite thing it really would just be the final action scene of baby driver yeah Uh, when when the heist happens and he's trying to warn the lady you know not to go in there everything from there to like just through that whole action sequence that to me, I, I my mind just melts when I think about what it took to get all of that put together. You could really say it for any of the scenes, like you said, the opening scene when you know that we get the helicopter view, and all of a sudden there's like three red Subarus that come out from under the bridge. Like, yeah. oh, that's a genius! Like that's yeah. that's super mm-hmm. smart. Like all that kind of stuff. But if I've got to narrow it down, I'm going to go with that that final action set piece in Baby Driver would nice. be the best thing out of all three of these movies to me, outside of Alec Baldwin. Nice. Yeah, I mean if we're looking at this as like the MVP of the round or whatever, I might give like my six man of the year award to Michael Pena because mm. he's not someone that I really knew too much about, but he's so good at end of watch and you instantly, well, I did become a fan of the guy. Yeah. You know, I've obviously seen him in some other stuff, but I just didn't know too much about him. And, uh, he's just so, so likable, so charming and just like, I don't know. I really liked him. So if I, if it weren't for, Alec Baldwin. I may have picked <laughs> Alec or Michael Pena, but um, yeah, I uh, I don't know what else we could really. I mean, I'm sure we could talk a lot more about all sorts of different things, but the point of these episodes is to be a little bit shorter and easier to digest, and not quite a strain on your podcast feed. So, um, unless the two of you have anything else you wanted to add, I think we'll wrap it up here. Thanks right, for listening. Great, yeah. Thanks, guys. Right on, yeah. Uh, so make sure you follow us, like and subscribe, all that good stuff, and. Uh, Leave us some comments. Leave us some feedbacks. Uh, Any reviews on iTunes would be super helpful. We'd really appreciate it. But most of all, we just hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I know we are. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. See ya. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's 
my name.